there's a very famous uh, French writer of uh, uh, little quips and quotes and things like that a couple hundred years ago. And he uh, wrote a, a book of uh, uh, criticisms and, and, and witty kinds of insights onto human nature. And he wrote in the introduction something along the lines of, not quote unquote, but the gist of it, that uh, before you read this book, remind yourself that all of what is here written applies to everybody aside from yourself. You are the sole exception. It applies to everybody else. And after that, I guarantee that you will agree and find these insights uh, very interesting and, and insightful and all of that. So we see here that even a couple hundred years ago, and obviously not just a couple hundred years ago, a couple thousand years ago as well, at all times, uh, we uh, uh, as people, we Excuse me, we, uh, when we hear some kind of criticism, when we hear something negative about the human species, we automatically, <laughs> instinctually uh, see it in somebody else, but virtually never in ourselves. Or even if we have a glimmer that maybe it applies to me, that glimmer is very quickly suppressed. Or if we do see it in ourselves, usually that insight is accompanied with a big dose of vanity. For example, I am so insightful. I am so self-knowledgeable that I can critique myself. So either again, we're blinded to our faults and follies, or uh, if we, uh, we we grant that we have a weakness, it's accompanied by the vanity of acknowledging that we have the weakness. It makes me special that I can admit my, my wrongs. I'm not like you. you. You can never admit your wrongs. I can, you know? So uh, <laughs> why is that? Is it, is it because we're bad? We would say no. Uh, that's not why we mean good we are good fundamentally and uh, it's just that there's a couple things one we're used to ourselves. Uh, we're always with ourselves 24 7 and if we really truly didn't like something about ourselves, or if we didn't adapt to it somehow it would be continual pain right maybe we have uh, a pimple and we just can't get used to it and it's continually bothering us i can't believe it right maybe we're we're losing hair and we haven't accepted it and it's uh, continually we're thinking about that it's stressful so whatever it is that we can forget or we can adapt uh, we're going to do it's, it's it's very understandable we're with ourselves 24/7 right uh, even in, in dreams as it would appear so that's one thing another thing is that we see, by the way, of ourself, the motive underlying uh, everything that we do. And consequently, it all makes sense. It's all justified. No matter what we did, we could have done something that somebody else interpreted as very cruel, very unjust, not nice. And yet we know we did it for a good reason. This person deserved it. I was emotional. I acted out of my emotions and all kinds of things. So we always have that justification. That's another thing. Another mechanism that might contribute to this issue is that it feels great to find uh, faults and weaknesses in another person. It allows us to demonize that person, or it could be groups of people, or it could be a concept that could like society or something like that, or the world, right? There's people that hate all of humanity. So it allows us to demonize somebody or, 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 or a group of people and uh, consequently take the attention off of ourself and, and to both feel righteous, right? Feel right, like we're righteousness incarnate because look at him or her or them or they that compared to them, to him, her, I'm great. I'm phenomenal. Look at how bad they are. So these mechanisms and perhaps more contribute to an inability or, or a blindness uh, uh, to, to see the faults in ourselves. And if we do see them again, the, the vanity that, that might not make it even worth it to admit the faults, right? Because now we gain pseudo self-knowledge. You know, I'm always looking out for my, uh, um, for my, uh, whatchamacallit, for my mental biases, but now I'm vain about it. 
Now I'm stuck up about it. Hey, who are you even? You, you don't even uh, examine your, your mental uh, biases. So now does that really make us better? So <laughs> remember one fella uh, is just uh, uh, always arguing with everybody, right? And uh, you call him out on it. He says, what do you mean I'm biased? What do you mean I'm subjective? I call out my friends all the time on Facebook for uh, their mental biases. I've already lost so many friends doing that, right? So we, we <laughs> is this self-knowledge? No. So we would say that... Uh, the, the goal here to shoot for perhaps is to be able to view ourselves just as we view anybody else, to, to examine our, the content of our mind and our emotions and our re- reactions and our behavior and all things all together as we would concerning anybody else and, and give ourselves a fair day in court, not, not demonize ourselves, not put ourselves down, and yet, excuse me, call ourselves out for anything that, that we see rationally is inadequate. And a way to prevent vanity here from hopping in and, and, and telling us how self-knowledgeable we are is to ask, do we feel vain for breathing? Do we feel vain for drinking water or, or other liquids? Do we feel vain for eating, for sleeping? No. Why? Because we recognize these as a real true needs, as a real true interest. And consequently, obviously, we're going to pursue it. It's not everybody pursues their interest. This is our interest. We pursue our self-interest. Needless to say, so the reason then why we feel vain when we do things that are not some, oh, very frequently, when we do things that are not um, directly concerning our survival or our emotional gratification is because it's not real to us. It's a game. It's like a child's game. Aha, uh-huh, you know, I'm going to grow in some self-knowledge. I'm going to check my mental, uh, whatever it's called, biases, my uh, subjectivity. Right, but the real reality to me, my real interest is, of course, getting mine. My real interest is obviously the usual eating, sleeping, all of that. My pleasure, avoidance of pain, success in whatever it is that that I think that I'm pursuing. That's the reality to me. And if I could gain an additional boast of of vanity by, uh, uh, you know, thinking that I'm self-knowledgeable or that I'm in touch with my emotions or that I'm very sensitive or that I'm always watching if I'm uh, uh, thinking impartially, well, then that's great. That's an additional thing, right? It's like maybe I got a bonus at work. Maybe I uh, want to scratch off lottery. Maybe I got a discount. And also, I call myself... Uh, I, I, I see how, uh, again, uh, I can admit my weaknesses, look at me, that makes me better than, than the 87% of people. So that's why it grows our vanity, we would think, because it, we don't identify it as our true interest. If we did, it wouldn't grow our vanity, no more than, again, breathing does or eating basic food. Maybe nice food, obviously, it certainly may grow our vanity, but just basic food to survive. Right? It's the same idea. So how do we make it our interest? Here we have to understand that our good really, truly hangs on amongst other things, the clarity of our thought. Really, it might be the foundation if we really want to get down to it because being the, the species that we are, we have a mind and that's what distinguishes us from the pr- primarily number one, we would say, that, that it, what distinguishes us from all other animals and insects. Now, the mind, we wouldn't say, is the end in and of its own self. Just to say, look at me, I'm so witty. Uh, uh, look at you, uh, you know, horse on the farm, you're dumb and I'm smart because I'm a, a homo sapien, right? We wouldn't say that's the point. The point is to use that mind to attain uh, ethical perfection and, and every kind of perfection that we can. But we would say in order for something to not just be behavioral conditioning, to, to, for it to not just be habit, for it to not just be uh, some kind of reaction, some kind of unconscious striving, we do have to turn on our mind 
and think and consequently our true good hangs, we would say, with the clarity of our thought, with the clarity of our understandings, with our ability to be objective. If that's not totally clear, we can consider a person, maybe from a movie, maybe we've encountered one in real life, who has totally lost his or her marbles. What does each person like this have in common? We would say that a way to view it is that Individuals like this have become uber duper 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 subjective. They have so sunk into themselves, into their emotional needs, into their unconsciousness, into their pathologies that they have lost all contact with any kind of objective, clear reality, with any kind of clear thought. Right? For example, uh, I am, you know, the the Queen of England when I'm not when I'm not the Queen Elizabeth. Long live the Queen. You know, I am. A tree, right? When I'm not, I'm a person. I can do a DNA test. I am a, uh, a cloud, but I'm not a cloud, right? But we say these things occur. Why is it because a person means bad? Is it because reason in itself has been corrupted? No, we see even the most insane person or um, um, challenged, uh, emotionally and mentally challenged individual, even such a person can reason. Right? It's all very logical from their point of view because reason, we would say, we partake in reason. We partake in intelligence. and It's not ours. No more than two plus two is four. It's ours. We have to partake in it. We partake in intelligence, we could argue. And consequently, the intelligence itself, the reason itself is not corrupted. It's the fact that we become so subjective that the reason we have, we use for our base neurotic pathological uh, nutty ends so we see is there any good for those of us that have lost our marbles until we can uh, improve if at all possible can we uh, you know can we buy a bigger house can we have a nicer place of living can we have uh, uh, somebody you know tell us we're great more you know accept me more tell me i'm the best right i'm the queen of england i'm the tree tell me i'm great that was that gonna make, make me better all right we understand there's nothing at all anybody can do Aside from offering professional help and all that, there's no amount of material gain. There's nothing good that can occur to us while our marbles are lost. We have to regain those marbles. So it'll be the same idea. We see the extreme that it really is to our interest to not be nuts. Well, the fact is, unfortunately, that even as we are now, we're still nuts. Why? Because we're still extremely, extremely subjective. We may not be that subjective. We may know to uh, uh, kind of... Well, for a, a, a superficial layer of objectivity, concern for truth, but really, we don't care about truth. Let's be honest. We do not care what the reality really is. We care about our perceived interest. And the reality, or that is our reality, we should say. And all other realities are subservient to our perceived interest. So consequently, we absolutely are nuts, and we see we cannot attain our good in this way. So consequently, no matter what other success we, we have, so and, and hopefully we have a lot of it. So consequently, excuse me, the idea would be Excuse me, to, uh, to attain some objectivity of thought, to clarify our thought, to be able to, to look at our faults and, and follies and, and weaknesses uh, uh, fairly and, and equally. And that is our true good. It's our true interest. So hopefully we understand that, that it's our true interest. And we understand that all criticism should only ever be directed at ourselves. We can critique um, the, you know, certain features of our, of our species and common patterns in general. That's probably fine. Uh, we can say it's not good to commit genocides, uh, and uh, you know, even if we haven't done so ourselves. But number one, we have to find what we're critiquing in ourselves. And all criticism, we should redirect from outside to ourselves. We're very, um, you know, we're, we're very keen to point out he's bad, she's bad, he's a psychopath, she's a sociopath, he's cruel, she's greedy, yada yada. We have to find all those faults in ourselves, correct them. Excuse me, to our true interest. 
right? Without gaining, gaining that vanity. And then we hopefully will have a clear eye as to what is truly good for us. That's the idea. Thank you for listening.